Welcome to the Fearfully and Wonderfully Me podcast, a podcast designed to help you increase your influence, develop your leadership, and maximize your results. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fearfully and Wonderfully Me podcast, a podcast designed to help you become the leader you are destined to be. Today's episode is all about keystone habits in the physical dimension of life. And last uh, podcast episodes, last week's episode, I introduced the concept of keystone habits, those habits that really help us leverage um, success and launch ourselves kind of to the next level because they are the the foundation, if you will, that, that make the other habits easier. Um, another way to say that or another way to think about that is I think keystone habits are the critical first step to growth. Right. And it's almost like they are momentum builders. Um, you just get so much more um, out of them, not because of the that individual habit itself, but also because it leverages your success, your momentum, and it helps make it easier for you to build other wonderful, awesome habits on top of that. So. When we talk about the physical dimension of life, that really comes down to right, our physical bodies and our physical environment. So habits in this physical dimension of life are anything related to health, physical health, um, wellness, physical wellness, our environment, like this office is my environment at the moment, so um, that could be my physical um, area. It's right. It's affecting me physically because I'm physically in the room. Um, and so that for you, that could be an office or a car. That's part of your environment. Um, but it also, you know, kind of all of the dimensions of life are interconnected with the others. Right. So your environment isn't just the physical room you're in, but it are the things that affect you physically in the environment you're in. So it's usually something that's very tangible. Now, there's no doubt that other factors of our environment affect us in other ways. For example, relationships could be part of your environment. If you're working in a, a job, for example, the culture of that organization is going to affect you. And that obviously is a um, social dimension of life, but it's also going to, again, interconnected. It's also going to lean over and affect your physical health. If you're in a toxic work environment, that's going to physically affect you because it's going to make you stressed out. It's going to make you you know, your, your physical body is not going to respond well to that stress and that tension. And so that's a toxic environment. So that's kind of a, a different way of looking at how just, just the environment around us can affect us um, physically in more ways than we sometimes think about. A lot of times when we think about the physical dimension of health, we're thinking exercise and, and nutrition, right? And that's part of our physical dimension, but it's also the environment around us and how that affects us. So keystone habits in this dimension. And there again, when I talk about keystone habits, I'm talking about the, the habits that launch us into more growth, right? So habits are always taken in consideration. When you look at your list of habits, you need to take in consideration where you are and where you want to go because th the habits that we have have to be considered in light of where we are and where we want to go so that we know how to rate them, not as 
bad habits or good habits necessarily, but as habits that are effective or ineffective in helping us become the person, the woman, the leader that we are destined to be. Does that make sense? I mean, I, we all could identify habits that are definitely bad for us, like smoking cigarettes, right? We know that that's a, a bad habit. That's, that's not a healthy thing. But I'm not really just talking about good or bad habits in terms of, of your health, but effective or ineffective habits. And so we really want to just focus on building and creating effective habits and maybe minimizing less effective habits. And again, that's always going to be taken in consideration of where am I today? Where do I want to go? I was speaking on Monday to a group of, of teenagers. We were going through my book, Leadership Gems for Women, 30 Characteristics of Very Successful Women Leaders and are Very Successful Women. And, um, you know, as we're talking about the one of the chapters that we re read together was being purpose driven, right? living with purpose, on purpose, for purpose. And we talked about what I like to call two points in a path. You've, it, you know, it's important if you're, if you're going to be purpose driven, if you're going to be highly intentional and highly effective, you need to know a couple of things. You need to know where you are today. You need to know where you want to be or where, where you're going. And when you have those two points, then all you need to know is the path to get you there from where you are to where you want to go, right? From point A to point B, what's the path? And I shared with um, the group, I, I said, you know, one thing that once you know point A and point B, what you need to do, a powerful question you can ask so that you can identify that path forward is ask yourself, is what I'm about to do going to move me forward? Is what I'm about to do going to move me in the right direction, right? Relative to where I am, relative to where I'm going, is this going to move me forward? And, you know, I call it two points in a path. You know the two points, you can figure out the path to get from point A to point B. So I wanted to bring that in context of what I really consider the, the keystone habits in the physical dimension. And... I think as I reflect back on my journey, um, I absolutely believe that different habits could be slightly different. Our, our keystone habits might be slightly different based on who we are and, and our personality and, and our circumstances and that kind of thing. But I think that there are a few that cannot, cannot help but be keystone habits, probably for everybody. That doesn't mean that these are the only keystone habits, particularly for you. You might have something different, but, but I think that when I think of keystone habits, I think of there are a couple that are keystone habits for pretty much everybody. And when I think about those, it's really helpful to think about how we can leverage those um, and, and create them or, or improve on them in our circumstances. So, um, as I look back on my journey, I think one of the key things, keystone habits, if you will, um, on my journey has been um, growth in the physical dimension or exercise. And the reason why that was so powerful for me, the reason why I think it's so powerful for pretty much anybody is that at some level, I think if you grow enough in some dimension or area of life, it cannot help 
but flow over, that growth cannot help but grow, flow over and affect the other dimensions of your life. I, I think you, you, you might could grow a little bit in one dimension of life and it, it's not going to affect the other dimensions of life very much. But I think if you reach a certain point, it's kind of like you cannot go back. If you grow enough in one dimension of life, it cannot help but improve and help you grow in the other dimensions of life. And I think that taking control of our physical um, health uh, through exercise is one of the keystone habits. It's one of the ways that if we grow to a certain level there in our, our physical health and exercise and well-being, it cannot help but, but bleed over into um, better habits like better nutrition. Um, uh, you know, it's going to help you grow in other areas. It's going to help you um, deal with situations and stress better. And so that's going to help you grow in the social dimension because I, 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 I almost joke about it, but let me just tell you, I'm a nicer person when I exercise. Like I exercise really helps me feel better and it helps, you know, me get rid of some cortisol and some stress hormones and gives me some good, uh, all those positive endorphins. Right. And I'm just a nicer person when I get to exercise. Well, most of us are um, because our bodies are created to have some level of exercise and movement. It's good for us. Um, it's healthy. It's just the way that our physical bodies are is that when we use them, they are in a better place, a better place of well-being um, versus if we don't use them, you know, our muscles just tend to atrophy. If we don't, you know, focus on some stretching, then we lose some range of motion and mobility as we get older. And so it's just the way our, our bodies are is that exercise is good for us. Obviously, to a point, you don't want to over-exercise because almost any behavior taken too far can be unhealthy. But, um, but we need to exercise. It's, it's good for us. And I think when you create that habit of regular exercise, it, there again, it's going to help be that keystone habit. It's going to help you start to think about, oh, well, now that I'm exercising regularly, I have a little more willpower to maybe make some better health choices nutritionally. It's also going to help you think, well, you know, maybe I want to, you know, uh, improve my mental health or, or maybe I can leverage my time while I'm exercising and listen to a podcast or listen to a great audio book while I'm exercising. So I, I think that, you know, being intentional with exercise is, is a keystone habit. I think when we create that habit in our routine and in our schedule in our lives, it is going to create so many positive ripple effects throughout the other areas of our life. I think it cannot help but but do that. Why? Well, for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, even though it's good for us to exercise, most of us, our bodies just like to be comfortable and exercise is not comfortable, right? If, if you're talking about cardiovascular um, respiratory exercise, maybe walking or even jogging or um, something like that, then you're going to get out of breath. And that's not a very pleasant feeling. But it's good for us. But it doesn't feel good for us. And so that's kind of the paradox there is that we have to grow and develop the discipline to say, 
even though I'm not really physically going to enjoy that, you know, being a little bit out of breath, I know that that's helping my heart get stronger. It's going to help, uh, you know, my muscles get stronger. And so I know it's good for me. It's going to reap all kinds of positive benefits. Right. So that's a mindset shift in saying I've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable by exercising. And that's what generates the discipline and helps us be more effective in other areas. So I think that's number one. That's that's number one reason why exercise is, is kind of a keystone habit is it's not always going to be fun, but it helps us build mental discipline. Like anything, the more frequently we do it, the easier it becomes, right? And so the first several to many times that we exercise and we get uncomfortable and we're not physically really enjoying the experience, what happens is that we get to a certain point and we start to mentally appreciate the benefits of it afterward. I like to tell people I'm not really, I don't really love to run. I like to have run. I like to be done with it. Um, but really, I mean, I do enjoy it to a certain extent, but why I enjoy it is not because I enjoy being out of breath, breathless, um, you know, tired legs. And this time of year, it's hot and it's super humid and sticky where we live. And, um, you know, I'm sweating buckets and it's just like, oh, this is, this is physically challenging in so many different levels but even then I've come to appreciate it I've grown to the point where even that I'm physically like oh this is not much fun I'm mentally already reaping the rewards of it so I do enjoy it to a certain point but I I, I had to grow to get to that point and I think all of us are like that because really you know getting out of breath and getting uncomfortable is you know, physically just not as enjoyable as sitting still and being comfortable and in a climate controlled, air conditioned or heated um, building, right? It's much more comfortable physically to curl up on the sofa than it is to go for a jog. Not going to sugarcoat that. But that's one of the reasons why I think exercise is a keystone habit. Now, how you exercise can be as different and as varied and unique as each one of us. Um, there are five components to our physical fitness. So, you know, you want to look for a couple of different ways to exercise that hopefully taps into multiple dimensions of fitness. You know, that could be strength and, and helping your muscles get stronger. It could be endurance, flexibility, cardio obviously is um, an important one. And then body composition is the, the last one that helps us burn, just burn fat and burn calories. So, you know, there again, just choose a couple that, you know, you maybe not going to enjoy, but, but choose a couple that you enjoy a little bit more than you enjoy the others. Um, I mean, if dancing's your thing, then go find a Zumba class. Um, I found a long time ago that I enjoy exercising more with other people. I will go exercise by myself. And there's definitely something to be said for a nice run or a quiet walk by myself where I can think or listen to an audiobook or podcast or something. But I find that I tend to not work as hard if I'm by myself than I will if there are just other people. It's why I loved, one of the reasons I loved teaching group fitness for so long is because it motivated me, right? If I was on stage teaching, then I felt like I needed to be 
the example and I needed to be working hard. And so that would drive me to work harder. And even now, if I'm not teaching fit, fitness classes any longer, but even now, if I go to a class where other people are doing the same thing and then we're all out of breath together, then, you know, I find that I push myself a little bit more. And so when I figured that out, right, I look for ways that there again, may not just love everything about the experience, but I like it a little bit more or I dislike it a little bit less. Um, and so especially as, if you're just getting started with creating this keystone habit in your, in your life um, exercise, figure out some of the things that you enjoy a little bit more, figure out some ways that you can do it. Now, like anything, the power of creating or improving a habit is small changes, right? We've talked about consistency beats intensity, but I really, really, really have to stress, um, particularly when it comes to a foundational habit that's going to help you get improved outcomes and results in every area of your life. By starting here, I think the power is in starting small. If you don't exercise regularly right now, then don't go out and commit to yourself and say, hey, I'm going to run 20 miles this week. Don't do that. What I want you to do is break that habit down into such teeny, itty, bitty, tiny steps that you know 100% committed to doing it. And if that means you have to say today or every day, I'm going to walk for at least three minutes. Like you can walk for at least three minutes. You could do that in your living room. You could do that marching in place in your bedroom, right? You could commit to walking for three minutes. So start there. Don't start with running three miles or 30 miles or, or whatever. If you're not doing anything at all, start very, very, very small. You want to start so small that you're going to get done at the end of three minutes and go, man, that was super easy. But because it's super easy, there are going to be no excuses, right? Nothing is going to come between you and marching in place in your bedroom for three minutes. That's 180 seconds, guys. You can do that even if you're tired, even if you're stressed, even if you had a bad day. So, you know, there again, start small activity trackers, um, step counters, pedometers, all of those kind of things have gotten very, very popular. They can be great tools, but start small when you start by using them because you start small, you set yourself a very tiny goal, you will reach it. You'll do it again tomorrow. And so you'll feel more successful. You'll feel better about yourself because you made a commitment to yourself and you kept it. And particularly when we're trying to overcome that, ah, it's more comfortable to sit on the couch or head to bed or, or you know, eh, I don't really feel like going to the gym today, right? Very easy to create excuses when there are more barriers to, uh, to navigate, so when, we're, when you're trying to leverage that, create a better habit or improve a habit, develop a good habit that's going to be help you be effective, you just start super, 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 super small. I promise you, it sounds kind of ridiculous, but it is powerful to start small and build on that. Much greater than it is to try to set a big goal and commit to it, but you're not really committed, you're just interested. And there's a difference. You know that, right? There's a difference between being interested in an outcome and committed to it. There's a huge difference. It's like a Grand Canyon size difference. 
right? On one side of the Grand Canyon is I'm interested in it. On the other side is I'm committed to the journey. And it's a long way around the Grand Canyon to get to the other side. So we have to just be intentional about small daily steps forward. Now, the thing is that we love to set big goals. It's exciting to set big goals, um, particularly physically. Maybe you have a, a goal to run a race or um, you know, run a 5K, or maybe you just want to be more flexible. Maybe you just want to be strong enough to pick your suitcase up and, and put it in the overhead bin on the airplane. I don't know. Maybe you want to lose some weight. What, whatever it is, it, it's nice and exciting to set big goals. Um, and it's okay to have big goals. But I want you to break them in, down into just teeny, teeny, itty bitty action steps that you know you can commit to. It's the power of small. I'm telling you, leverage, leverage, leverage is power small. Okay, so exercise. Figure out some things that, you know, there again, are very easy for you to do. You can build on them. You don't have to worry about, you're like, man, I don't know if I like Zumba or not. I don't want that to be my thing. Well, go try a class. You don't have to be committed to deciding right now how you're going to exercise for the rest of your life. Just commit to, hey, three minutes of activity today. And then if I feel good and I want to do more, I will. That's okay. That's brownie points, right? But it doesn't mean it gets you off the hook for tomorrow. You've got to be able to commit to, hey, I can do three minutes every day. I can always find three minutes to move my body. Um, or whatever it is for you. It doesn't have to be three minutes. Maybe it's five minutes. Maybe it's committing to instead of three minutes a day, maybe it's, hey, I need to make sure that I do some stretching every single day. Whatever it is, whatever it is that works for you, that's what you want to start small with. Start, start small. Don't try to change everything at once because that's overwhelming and it's intimidating. Um, but once you start that and you set that little goal for yourself and you achieve it day after day after day, what's going to happen is you're going to look around and go, boy, that's easy. I need to make this more challenging. I want to add something to that or go for longer or whatever it is. It'll be a natural part of growth. When you achieve something, you're going to naturally want to grow onto something more it's just the way we are. When we start to grow and we start to develop, the byproduct of that growth is what was once challenging for us is much easier now. Um, and you can think of, think about this when you first started a new job and you had a lot of things to learn and you were kind of stressed out because you're like, I don't know all of this stuff, but you've grown since then, you've done it a zillion times, and now it's so much easier for you hardly even have to think about that, right? That's the natural curve of, of the learning cycle for humans. Once we grow to a certain level, then what was difficult yesterday, we've now mastered today. So what we want to do is look around and say, okay, what do I want to strive for and reach for tomorrow? And that's a journey, right? That's the, the journey of progress is just staying committed to the journey. Your growth is not a destination. It's just a process. So, I, I, you know, there again, I think that that exercise is one of the keystone habits for pretty much everybody because it does force us to get outside the comfort zone. But here's the second thing. The second reason is it gives us control, some element of control over this dimension of our lives. And that's going to help us 
feel like we have more control or realize that we have more control in other dimensions of life. So you can look back. There's nothing, uh, let me just tell you, there is nothing that really helps your confidence in the same way that setting yourself and training for a race and completing that race will do. There's, there's nothing that can give you confidence in quite the same way as setting a physical goal for yourself, exercising, training, and reaching that goal. Now, there's lots of ways to build confidence and to grow and develop yourself, but that's one reason that exercise, I think, is just a keystone habit. It's why I'm so um, dedicated. Like my exercise comes pretty early in the day for me most days because number one, if it comes at 4.30 in the morning, there's not much that gets in the way, right? There's not often that something comes up that conflicts with exercising at four o'clock in the morning. Call it what it is. Um, I remember a time where um, I, for whatever reason, I Mac and I decided to start going to the gym to, together. And so we were going to go in the evenings because Mac is, those of you that know Mac, is not a really a morning person. And so he wanted to go to the gym in the evenings. And I said, well, I can, I can change, you know, instead of going to my morning class, I can go to the gym in the evenings. And we wanted to go together. And that worked really great for about three days. And then something came up something unexpected I don't even remember what at this point but something popped up and so you know I'd skipped my morning workout because we were going to go that afternoon and then something came up and we didn't get to go exercise and I was like that's the end of that because for me I know that it's such a keystone habit I know it helps me create more discipline in my life in so many other ways. I know it takes care of my health. I'm a better steward of my health. It helps me make better nutritional choices throughout the day because I exercised already. So it's not negotiable, right? Skipping it is, is not negotiable. Now, I don't necessarily mean I'm, I'm going to get up and run miles and miles every single day. Um, there might be days when exercise that day is just some stretching, um, maybe just an easy day, maybe just a spin class or something. Um, maybe it's just walk a little bit. Um, so whatever my, my plan for exercise is that day, then that's what's not negotiable. Now, absolutely, there are going to be times in life when something happens. And so what I say is give yourself some grace, but don't miss twice <laughs> because you don't want to create a pattern or a habit of not doing what you set out to do. So absolutely understand life happens. There is going to be a time when you don't get to bed until two o'clock in the morning because you're traveling and you're exhausted and you don't want to get up at five o'clock and go for a walk. Absolutely. And in honesty, you probably would benefit more from the extra hour of sleep than you would from the walk that day anyway. Um, but don't miss twice right? The next day, get right back on track with your daily commitment to yourself. Give yourself some grace, but don't miss twice. Um, and that, you know, there again, that is one of the, that's the second reason that exercise is a keystone habit, is it gives us control over a, a portion of our lives. And the thing is that you know, there's so much of life that we cannot control. There's so much of the world around us, our circumstances, other people, 
um, if you just turn on the news, you see a wealth of things that you really cannot control and influence. But if you take control of this little corner of your world, that's going to help give you some stability and some growth and a little bit, you'll realize how much more control you have in the other areas of your life as well. Again, leveraging that discipline and growing yourself, growing and developing your character. This is a powerful way to do that. It's not the only way. Certainly, there are lots of ways to grow and develop yourself. I'm just suggesting that this is a very powerful way for most people. And so figure out if that's true for you. If you can get a regular routine, if you don't have one around your exercise, whatever that looks like for you, I, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to see it help you improve the outcomes in their other areas of life as well. Um, you're going to feel like you get up a little, if you get up a little extra early in the morning to, to exercise, then it's going to be a whole lot easier to say, yeah, I really don't want that jelly donut for breakfast this morning instead of my oatmeal because I already did something really good for my health and I don't want to just throw it away just on a donut, right? I'm not saying you can't have a donut sometimes. What I am saying is you will feel more in control to make better choices because you've already created a successful track record in your day. And who wouldn't want to start a successful track record of your day? Because I guarantee you've all had the experience of you set out to do something, you commit to something, and for whatever reason, you, you're not able to accomplish it or you slip a little bit or whatever. And so you, as the saying goes, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Now for me, this would, would normally look like, ah, today I'm going to eat protein bars for, for breakfast and lunch. And so I would get up and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to eat a protein bar for breakfast. I'm going to eat protein bar for lunch and then I'll eat dinner. And then I'd eat my protein bar, but by 10 o'clock I'm hungry. And so I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to have a little extra snack. And so I go in and eat the extra protein bar. And then by 12 o'clock, I'm still hungry. I'm hungry again. And so then I'm like, well, I might as well have a, I'll have a sandwich on top of my protein bar, right? That'll be good. A sandwich is a good choice. And then by one o'clock, I'm craving a cookie and I eat a chocolate cookie. And I, you see where it's going. By, by three o'clock, I've thrown my protein bar resolution out the window and I'm like, scarfing down Oreo cookies. I don't do that anymore because what I realized is that if I create a track record of success throughout my day, it's much easier to stay on track, right? Versus you start to create a, a downward spiral or a track record of not keeping those commitments to yourself. It's all too easy to just say, eh, I'll throw in the towel. I'll start again on Monday. I'll start the diet on January. No, don't, don't wait. Don't wait to create a successful track record for yourself. Just figure out how small can you make that improvement, right? One, one percent, that's all you're looking for is just one percent. And I, I guarantee you, if you take control of your physical health in some way with exercise, that will help you be more effective in your physical dimension of life. I mean, you could, I could absolutely see how other habits can be keystone habits, but I, I just come down to, to, I think exercise is one of the ones that's most foundational for most of us. Um, it also kind of works both, both ways with nutrition. Um, I could, so I could see it going both ways, but I think, for example, um, you've probably seen or heard, there's a, a video floating around about someone who's talking about 
starting your day by making your bed because then it's going to help you do this and this and this and that. And, it, and it's really a great motivational video and it's some really good principles in the video. But I think the principle is create the successful track record for yourself, not the practice of making your bed. I think you can not make your bed and still go on to have a great successful day. Um, so I think what's missing in that video is talking about the concept and the principle of starting your day with intention and carrying that through throughout your day. Um, so again, that, that's why I come through. I mean, there's nothing wrong with making your bed, right? There's nothing wrong with cleaning your environment. That absolutely is a physical habit. Like maybe you have a habit of just regularly straightening the, your office or your car. That's a good thing, right? But I don't think that's a keystone habit that's going to help you get more discipline for um, exercising more regularly. Maybe it is for you. Maybe I'm wrong in this, but I just in all of the years that I spent coaching and teaching and training, I have seen over and over and over and over again how someone who takes control of their physical dimension through exercise, that becomes a keystone habit for them and that launches off into better nutrition, improved relationships, more confidence in themselves, better emotional habit, and, and it goes on and on and on. And I've just seen this repeated so often, both in my experience in my own life and then so many others. So enough about that. I think that that is just a powerful way. And again, hopefully I've given you some ideas or some sparks, some ideas on how you can build that keystone habit in your life. So just a little bit about nutrition and, and physical nutrition. And this is um, not really an ad, this isn't an ad at all, but um, somebody asked me not too long ago about tools for um, be just better nutrition, right? And I'm always an advocate that um, we all have to make the choices for ourselves around our nutrition. Um, and I, you know, I think that that might be a little bit different for everybody. So you have to find the solution that's right for you. But again, I think the concept overall, most of us already know we should drink more water and eat more fruits and vegetables, right? That's always going to be good for us. Drink more water and less other stuff. Um, eat more fruits and vegetables and less other stuff. And so one of the things that has helped me do that um, is an app called the, um, let's see, it's the Daily Dozen. I'll just look it up here. Yep, Daily Dozen. Um, and it's an app created by Dr. Um, Michael Greger. And what he did was he wrote a book called How Not to Die. It's an interesting book. I mean, how not to die is something we probably all are interested in. But, but he wrote about it in context of um, how not to die from certain diseases. So he talks about the nutritional benefits of specific foods that help us combat breast cancer, for example. And so the book was, it's a pretty thick book. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying run out and buy the book, but his research and in going into the app came from all of his research on foods that helped us combat specific diseases and also foods that we should avoid because they can contribute to lifestyle diseases. And so he just kind of, it's a very simple, it's a free app. You can just download it, but it just kind of gives you a list of, you know, it's very simple. You can check the check boxes as you go through the day and just say, oh, I've eaten a serving of um, fruit for breakfast. So I can check that box. I've eaten some whole grains. I can check that box. Um, and honestly, by the time I get to the end of the day and I've checked all the boxes, I'm like, I don't even want junk food. I've filled my body with so much good nutritious food 
that it kind of crowds out the junk food. Now, sure, you're still going to want some things that aren't always that healthy, but the concept is that if we can, number one, don't get in a position where our body is craving the nutrients, so we're feeding our body a lot of good, wholesome nutrition, um, we're kind of being proactive about not ever getting to the point where you want to inhale six slices of cake, right? Because if you get to the point where you're starving and you missed breakfast and lunch, you are not going to turn around and eat a plate of kale in that moment. You're going to turn around and grab the first thing that you can grab because you're hungry and your body's craving and um, you need food and sustenance and calories. And so it's much more difficult to make the very healthy informed choice um, in that moment because you're, you're already setting yourself up for a disadvantage. So anyway, short aside that on on how you can just use something simple and effective. It helps me just be a little more intentional about nutritional choices without a whole lot of work. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm all in favor of things that help set me up for success without a whole lot of work. Like I don't have to go do all the research on, you know, how many um, servings of fruit or legumes I need every day because somebody's already done that. So there again, Daily Dozen app definitely will help you just be intentional about uh, those nutritional choices. Um, okay, so there you have it. Two of the keystone habits, I think, um, nutrition and exercise. And I, I, they're almost so interrelated. It's kind of like the chicken and the egg. I don't know which one would would necessarily be better than the other. They are both very powerful, but if we can gain control over a little bit of um, either one of those, it helps set us up to be more successful in other areas of life and other habits of life. Um, we just start to become more intentional because there again, what we're really doing through creating a, a, a good effective keystone habit is we are growing ourselves right? We're growing our depth of character and saying, you know what? I'm developing the willpower to say, this is the better choice for me. This is not as great of a choice for me. And the more often that I can choose the better choice instead of the lesser choice, the easier it is to be effective in life relative to where I want to go, the outcomes that I want to achieve, and the person that I am destined to be. Until next time.